0: hello everyone welcome back to casual watch talk and we're coming to you this week in glorious audio version because mm. we think we might try and grow the audio side a little bit more we've been we had it we had a go with it youtube didn't we chris
1: we yeah, had a little go, we go tried with it. it little experiment i'd say well longer a long experiment enough enough to get to we need to get some data so you know that's i mean that's the key is to get Get a bunch of data and then figure out if we are and we think and we'd love to have some feedback on this. We think we're maybe cannibalizing our audience where we know some folks that will, you know, listen to the podcast and then maybe feel like they had to go watch it on YouTube. And then we also think that there's a bunch of people on YouTube that wouldn't that wouldn't stick around for a podcast. So that's kind of the experiment we're in.
0: Yeah, we're doing a little bit of experiment with def- the interviews still going to be video because we know you love love those when we've got the key people from the watch industry on that they'll still be in the video format. We'll do the odd clip from time to time, but it seems looking at the figures that overwhelmingly more people enjoy the podcast on audio version because cause it's longer format, you can obviously yeah. listen to it while you're doing other things as well. So we're going exactly. to try and grow the audio format a little bit more also uh youtube's algorithm is a bit unforgiving on uh, i believe the podcast format it, it's loving live streams at the moment
1: they uh added i think they did the 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 youtube shorts i think while we were in the midst so i mean the algorithm definitely changed while we were kind of running our let's put put these on youtube and uh if there's any clear signal there that uh of what the algorithm wants uh you know those shorts were you know what less than a minute <laughs> less than a minute of uh, vertical video is what they were looking for and uh yeah we were giving them 45 minutes of long form content so
0: yeah but we'd uh we'd love your feedback and we still have a growing discord group and the facebook group is going from strength to strength so please head on over to there well, Chris, it's been a while since we've done one of these together. I've had a couple of interesting guests on it recently, but we haven't done a wristwatch check in this entire time. So what are you what know, are you wearing? Right?
1: Uh so I have uh my Bellinross Ross GMT. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. It um I was uh I I had uh well actually I can tell a little story. I had my Christopher Ward chronograph, the blue dial, uh seventy style uh diver chronograph, and I was thinking of bringing that out to Disney. We went to uh, to Disneyland a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Ah, it's fun." I put it on a orange strap, you know, have some fun with it. Da da da. Uh, but I figured out that the zin one hundred and four. Or actually, anything with a countdown bezel is amazing for amusement parks. So yeah, so so I yeah, had uh, a little uh, fun with uh, Instagram stories. So I actually had some folks that kind of like didn't didn't sort of recognize that this you could you could do this. So countdown bezel. So instead of counting up, counts down. So what you do is you schedule a return time. So, like, say, you know, oh, well, this line is going to be this long and, you know, you can come back here at three. Or if you buy food in the park now, a lot of times they'll have like a a seating time that they'll give you. And so they're like, oh, all right, well, we'll have you back here at three. So then you turn the bezel so that 12 o'clock arrow basically points to when you're going to be at that thing. And then you can read how many minutes, countdown, how many minutes you have. It's amazing because you can just look at your wrist at any time and be like, "Oh, we got 45 minutes. We can go on this next ride." Da 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 da. Um, and I've been a couple times now with the uh, 104, and it's just it's just great for that. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I'm wearing my still wearing my Seiko speed timer, and I've been wearing it on a bund style strap, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in one of the upcoming stories. The strap, but. I really like this. The bun strap adds that extra visual element to it, so I'm not overly concerned that it looks a bit small on my wrist anymore because the mm-hmm. bun strap really adds that visual element. I love it. It's a really good-looking watch. It's a really good-looking watch. It's quartz. It's solar quartz. Hodinky just did a great article on it. I'll link it in the show notes. But it's a really good-looking Seiko watch. I've been living in this, and the reason that I've been living in it is because... I've still been doing my one watch challenge. So, Chris, Gris, oh, what geez. are we on now? We're, we're oh, nearly geez. at the end of March. Right. And honestly, guys, I have, if anybody watched that, was it the last one that we did where we talked about the one watch challenge?
1: It's my life's a blur. I don't yeah.
0: know. To anybody who's not familiar, I decided at the start of this year that I would try and only buy one watch in 2022. And there's a there's a, a whole host of reasons and some of those reasons uh, i'm actually seeing fringe, fringe benefits from now mm-hmm. so i'm not overly obsessing about watches having said that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world which which we'll which we'll, which we'll talk about shortly but the so i'm not obs- overly obsessing about it and i'm enjoying watches without need to own them and 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 it's yeah. been tempting cuz Christopher Ward have released some know, right? beautiful watches. Yeah. Did you see that last GMT one?
1: I saw that and I and I think I'm in this I'm in the same place. I I think you can and if you're not in this place, you can definitely get in this place, this headspace of I'm totally content with what I have. I don't feel like I need anything else. I don't have that like constant you know, oh, I need the next thing, or I'm kind of hunting, I'm just, I'm completely satisfied with what I have, and maybe that, uh you know, maybe that one, that one watch saving up sort of puts you in that mindset.
0: I think it did, because obviously with being a watch reviewer as well, I haven't, the, the last watch... I have been sent one watch to be fair, but I did a a review on that and check that out on the channel. This was the watch that I got sent that had, that came with a blowtorch.
1: That's right, I saw that. (laughs) That It was
0: a lot of fun, that. Check it out on the channel, guys. It it, it came with a blowtorch for adding blue color to the hands. It Mm. it was one of those DIY watch clubs. Check out the video, I'll leave it in the show notes here, but also check out DIY watch club. If you're even slightly interested in watchmaking, everything you need is in that kit and that's cool. it's a lot of fun
1: yeah so it's a very next level for you you're getting into watchmaker territory now i i have not uh, i have not blued hands so that's pretty cool
0: if you are interested i'll send you the whole thing i might not be able to send you the blowtorch in the post but it's just one of those <laughs> creme brulee ones it's not right, like a right, full, yeah. full, i mean i made the title sound like it was a full-on blowtorch but yeah it's pre- no one that's of those good that's a, yeah yeah yeah
1: clickbait youtube perfect yeah it's good <laughs>
0: I've been doing the the One Watch Challenge and in that last upload that we did, I talked about some of the contenders that I thought I would want at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think I've really... I've got three main contenders still. I'm still really intrigued about that Blue Dial Panerai for some reason. Still Mm -hmm. really intrigued about it. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely in the same mindset as in I'm all in on the Grand Seiko spring drive technology, mm. but I am yet to find that one. I'll give a shout out to. um Well, I'll give him a shout out later as well. But Agent at Bark and Jack just did a live stream with Paul Thorpe, and he said the same thing. He loves the idea of Grand Seiko, but there is not one that sparked that interest in right. enough for him to buy one. And I am in the right. same place. I, I I know I want to own a watch that spring drive, but I. The current range, there's not one that I would. I think they're worth the money. There's just yeah. not one that I yeah. wanna.
1: I wonder what that. I wonder what that is because I, I. I know. I mean, they're they're sporty enough, and they're sporty versions. They have diver versions. They have. I mean, I think they're more geared towards a dressier mm. watch style. Maybe maybe that's why. Like with a with very polished. So I mean, if you're not. If you're not looking at, like, polished cased, polished lugs, um, uh, sort of a, you know, like a smooth, rounded shape design, 40, 40 mil, three-hander, great dial. Um, yeah, maybe they're just, uh, yeah, there are certain ones they've done. There's touches, but, yeah, I think uh, there's not, not one that sort of stands out. As, uh, as maybe a uh, a little bit more of a modern tool watch that maybe you're, you'd be going for.
0: Yeah, I'm still really thinking about, although the prices have just gone up again and also they're impossible to get hold of, but that, that gray dialed date just 41 is still the one that I immediately think of when I think of, wow, I'd really like to own. Mm. And a couple of things fell off the list. And I think, Chris, when I was speaking to you about this last, the... Seamaster the three hundred one the James Bond one. Okay. When I really thought about it, I, I don't. It's a great watch, iconic, everything. Right. I love James Bond, but I just the hands. There's just something about the hands for me uh, that I don't right. like. And it's I tough know to see through them, Yeah, yeah. I know I couldn't live with it. Actually, I should do a little shout out as as well on this. I didn't. I went into the local Tudor ad here. There's oh. one of only two Tudor ads is. In, ones in Orlando in the Mola Millennia. So our friend Justin, who used to be the Rolex AD, mm-hmm. is now heading up the Tudor store. And it's it's small, but it is fantastic in there. They've got a fiberglass diver wearing a <laughs> Pelagos. They've, nice. It's beautifully set up in there. They've got an area at the back that looks like a, a kind of a bar area, but right. they, it, it's the way they've done the store. And he very kindly... And um, gave me a water bottle, so I've got a Tudor
1: Ooh, steel fancy. water bottle,
0: and oh, he gave fancy. me a watch travel case as well. So a big thanks to to Justin, nice. and I'm hoping nice. that we can do some more Tudor content on the channel. Maybe I can go into the store or borrow a few watches. But he says that that store's been doing fantastic. the The Tudor FXD that we talked about. Mm-hmm. They can't keep them in stock. As soon right. as they come in, they go. Yep. Same with the Chronos as well. The oh, Interesting. Chronos.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, I, I, I think both are, both are great. Absolutely, that's cool.
0: Well, that's the, um, that's the one watch update, and I'll keep people going. I've, I've managed to save up YouTube ad revenue actually at nearly two thousand five hundred dollars towards this watch. Oh, oh wow. Well, um, right. from selling watches and from ad revenue stuff
1: like uh, that. So we're but, out of, um, we're out of Timex, and we're into. Christopher Hamilton Ward. Territory. Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton Money. And Hamilton Christopher money. Christopher there you go. Yeah. There you and go. Ward. <laughs>
0: well, that was a little bit of fun, but now on to a more serious topic. Definitely wanted to do acknowledge everything that's happening in Ukraine at the moment. We've got members of the Discord group and Facebook group who are Ukrainian. In particular, a friend of mine, Mikola from Man Cave Leather. He and his wife actually are now safe in Poland. We've been trying to help him out on the Discord group because he, he makes some amazing leather watch straps. I've reviewed them on the channel before. Chris, I've, I've talked to you about mm-hmm. them a number of mm-hmm. times. I've, I've given you a, a Man Cave leather strap mm. in the past. He's had to leave all of his... He's from Kiev, or he's based in Kiev, and he had to leave all of his leather working equipment and everything as you'd expect when they had to flee. As the situation unfolded, McCullough was very humble and didn't request any direct support, but a number of us got together, fans of his watch straps, people on the Facebook group and Discord group and wanted to find a way to be able to help him. So thanks to everyone that was able to help him, TJ, Todd, Chris, Michael, and a few others that really helped out at that time. If anybody else is interested in donating There is a way over on mancaveleather.com. You can donate $10 or whatever you can afford. This is something I'm quite passionate about. So if you do enjoy the podcast and you enjoy my YouTube channel, you know I don't normally ask for anything except for occasional subscription or hitting the like button and I'm not even over the top with that. This is something I'm quite passionate about and I would love it if you would also help support mccola over at man cave leather as well he's a member of our community has been ever since i started the channel and i'd like to help him as much as i'd like to help anybody that's in need that's a part of this community but just in general the red cross you can donate directly at the red cross and i know ashton kutcher and mila kunis there they've done an amazing GoFundMe. adrian at bark and jack did an amazing nato sale he mm-hmm. He managed to source a Ukrainian flag-style NATO. I think he's actually sourcing them at the moment. They're going to be late shit, ship, but he saved... He managed to raise over £17,000 from these NATO strap sales. Mm-hmm. I missed out on getting one, but <laughs> I did manage to get one from a Canadian company called Strap Mill Canada. I've actually reached out to them to see mm-hmm. if I can help them promote it in any other way, but they are doing... So if you go to canada com they are doing a ukrainian nato strap as well and all proceeds are going to go to the canadian red cross christopher ward did a limited edition watch in support of ukrainian relief the dial is the ukrainian flag so it's their sealander one i don't think it looks too bad but check that out on christopher ward's website I a small act of defiance that means nothing at all. I removed some of my Vostok videos because I felt that I know they're not necessarily supporting, but yeah. they're certainly glorifying the Russian military. Right. I, I removed right. those, and I'm not saying you have to sell your Vostok. watches, no, but I just felt no. for myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a I'm, I you know this is something that you know we you know we've talked about this in the past. I mean you know for as much as uh for as much as we love a uh you know a three-hander with the uh, arabics on it the reason it exists the reason why uh you know men wear wristwatches um is, uh, is not necessarily a, 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 a storied past it's a uh, it's part of war um and uh, I think it needs to be acknowledged and uh you know we could we, we got to we should acknowledge it we should talk about it and not 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 shy away from it but also yeah you know, let's support uh support the companies and people that uh that are going to help direct some some funds and and you know support to to those folks directly is is great absolutely
0: well let's um dive into we had a couple of a couple of subjects we wanted to talk about today one which i think I don't know whether this is funny, Chris, but if anybody's been watching Omega recently, they teased a Swatch collaboration today, which I don't think anybody knows right. anything, anything about. Yeah, I but saw that also... on Instagram.
1: I was like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, and they also seem to be playing Rolex at a bit of their own game because they've released a series of Aquaterras in 34mm and 38 with mm. different coloured dials so direct head on yeah. with the ops of course the oysters yeah. there's a there's a red there's a a a, a lightish blue which we you don't say tiffany blue there's a, an <laughs> orangey <laughs> rust trade, type yep. trademark dial. blue trademark yes. blue <laughs> yeah uh, these are a lot more sh- they're not uh, matte colors like the ops are these are sunburst colors but what do you think about this direction they, that they've they've taken
1: they i mean they are they are like a they're like a like a jelly a jelly color they're not they're not as solid so they're all very sunburst sort of uh jelly col- yes. they remind me of the uh they remind me of the first uh uh what is the first imax the <laughs> this
0: you're right they they are because this the bay green is very much like the sage green yeah the terracotta is yep. very much like the red one i think i wonder if my sister had the red one or the green one but you're right and they had yeah, the orange imac I, I hadn't made that <laughs> distinction but yeah yeah on it's, on it's, I it's like the back of the
1: yeah the blue too that the the and they kind of have two different yeah they have the they have two different types of blues they have yeah, they have copyright blue and close to copyright blue. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you know it's, what? I
0: think that they did a better job of using color in the last Olympics watches that they did. I don't think they were called Aquaterras, were they? But they did a traditional three-hander watch. Right. Which looks stunning. And they it did really the Olympic good. rings. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looked good. It looked good. My, uh, my wife is a huge Olympics fan. We watched all the... All the Winter Olympics, got as much of it as we could, and uh, yeah, I definitely have had had my eye out on on something like that for her. So, but uh, yeah, they did a pretty good job there. For these, for these, you know, this is this is interesting because it 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 it's what they're making what people want. So it's clear that Rolex had a hit with the colors, and so Omega's like we're gonna make what people want, and. Are are they getting are they getting uh, guff for it in in the media or is everybody kind of like yeah it's good what do you think
0: I heard again I watched a live stream with Paul Thorpe's live stream watch people's uh, podcast with Agent Bark and Jack was on I, I they're obviously not representative the entire watch community but mm-hmm. the the just apathy that they had for them I think is probably what a lot of people are thinking because the Aqua Terror already came in. I think the Aquaterra, first of all, doesn't get enough love in the watch community. Yeah. the bang for your buck, I know, right? Is awesome. I would love one in in my collection as well. You can yeah. get them still on the grey market at a very good price. Right, the Aquaterra is probably the only. Omega that you can successfully still get on the on the grey market. Mm-hmm, I would say mm-hmm. multiple different sizes. I bought my wife an Aquaterra mm-hmm. for for our wedding. I've always liked them. I, I'm not cr- you you put the nail on the head. It's these dials are very vintage, but in a, like a modern watch case. Mm. That's what it seems to me. I'm yeah, not crazy yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. And with the and with the mod- I mean coaxial coaxial movement, yeah. guys. You know, like that's the. I mean, you're getting. Um, yeah you 're getting the great you 're getting a great movement great three hander fun colors i think my point is uh if omega can do it other other watch companies can do it too and if you 're gonna if you 're gonna if you 're gonna let them if you 're gonna let this you know pass then let other watch companies pass i find i find all the time when other companies make an integrated bracelet steel sports watch that everybody gives them guff about it because oh well it looks like it looks like the AP it looks like the Nautilus it looks like the you know and uh I, you know i i think you're allowed as a watch company to make a bunch of color dials on a, a platform that's very similar but you know like you said the Aquaterra i think is is uh, has been underrated it, it, it will often go to gray market so that they can move to the next year um uh, there's a
0: couple of Aquaterras that I adore. The there's a blue dial one that I adore. There's one that has a bluey gray dial, but the second hand is almost a fluorescent blue. I think mm. that's awesome. My all time one of my all time favorite watches is the fifteen thousand Gauss. They're all they're all measured to fifteen thousand Gauss. Yeah, but when yeah. this one came out. I think I heard the other day that they affectionately call it the bumblebee but I've never I've I've never heard it right. call that with that one with that
1: second. Yeah, the second hand. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, with the yeah, red with and, the... uh sorry, yellow and black. Yellow and black second hand. Yeah. They, they their...
0: have really rocketed up in price. I actually yeah. flirted with putting one on the list for my one watch challenge this year and I wonder I, I don't know what's always stopped me from actually pulling the trigger on an Aquaterra maybe I just need to because bang for your buck especially if you can get one on the gray market with that coaxial movement you get in a fantastic fantastic watch
1: i maybe for us and you know collectors you know we aspire to certain brands and we attach certain watches to certain brands of our like aspirational level of things that we want and i think omega might sort of suffer there from us you know crazy watch guys because in our brains we're like well if we have three thousand dollars if we have five thousand dollars to get an Aquaterra at an omega then why don't we save up and get really this from omega you know um and not and not sort of a uh collect them all um way of thinking
0: yeah and another thing that struck me about this um this live stream that I was watching with Paul Thorpe is he's 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 been quite critical of Omega in the past but he's just bought the proplof and I know mm-hmm. we've got a member of our Facebook group that owns one that is That's a right, watch yeah. that has always intrigued me but I've never have you ever seen one in person Yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. They are they're pretty I mean massive unique interesting It's. I mean, it's definitely a conversation starter piece, and it's not something that. I mean, I. I could not. I couldn't even think about dailying daily driving that thing around.
0: (laughs) No, it is. It is massive. Apparently, they made one in titanium as well, which might have uh, might have brought it down a bit. Well, let us know uh, what you guys think about these new, Omegas. Probably best off on the Facebook group now. Yeah,
1: and they're they're uh what are they in the so six thousand dollar price tag five thousand five
0: hundred range yeah Yeah. i think the smaller ones obviously are more of a ladies piece because they the indices are slightly different
1: right yeah earlier i guessed i said three thousand to five thousand but i was off a thousand (laughs) dollars so so if you have six thousand dollars um but still you know Six grand. I mean, not. Uh, those, those are. That's that's priced up. Um uh, maybe you could, maybe you could work a work a discount. But like, they're the hot color. Everybody wants it. So
0: I'm not well, the first person that goes in and haggles in an ad about a watch. But I wouldn't think twice about haggling on an Aquaterra because I, seeing how many there are on the gray market. Yeah, they're not shifted, and you don't see hardly any in the wild. I we saw one we're going to talk next about your oc chrono and i think that's the only time i saw that that fifteen thousand gauss one in the wild was a member of that group
1: yeah you don't see him all the time and i would hope i mean i don't know how omega is um and i'll make a car salesman analogy here um you know there there are there are car companies that will get a hot commodity car like uh you know Honda will have a integra type r or you know some some hot car that that everybody wants some you know sports car in their lineup and there are some companies that will sort of treat it as a yep it's another car in our lineup and if you'd like to see it and test drive it we're going to let you do that and then there are other companies that are like oh no these are rare and we're not you know we're not letting anybody take these out of the store and we're going to mark up MSRP I don't think Omega is that company. I think Omega's you know, they're they're going to price them right and um they're going to sell them. So, yeah, okay. It's good.
0: So, you were you've been back on the scene, back on the the watch yeah. the watch scene.
1: I know, right? We had a um couple of weeks ago, we were at uh I went out to a tennis club here in Orange County. And we had a just, just a fantastic evening. It felt uh, felt great back, sort of a post apocalyptic <laughs> watch meet. You know, the 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 stuff that we have seen in the last couple of years and everything going on in the world. It was uh, it was good to get out and um, see some see some friends. I was over at the Chrono Group on Instagram. They originally were O.C. Chrono, O.C. underscore Chrono on Instagram. So the Chrono Chrono Group guys uh, organized a meet uh, over at the, uh, I think it's the Laguna Tennis Club, I believe it is. I, I might have that wrong. But anyway, cool um, venue, kind of outside, so, you know, there was no... Uh, we didn't have to worry too much about uh you know we're still ever trying to be safe you know with masks and stuff, which is good um but we felt safe out out on the uh terrace and uh, great food and and drinks and discussion um and saw some saw some cool stuff um
0: what was your surprise what was your surprise uh,
1: hit? let's see let me look at my photos for a second.
0: Well, while you're looking at that, what what did you take with you?
1: Um, I took my I took my it's kind of my three lineup, my Bell and Ross lineup. So I took my 10th anniversary chronograph, my uh, 103 uh, by Zen Bell and Ross chronograph, um, and then I had my my GMT. So kind of did kind of did that, and then I think oh, and I also grabbed the the Zen. So it was, the Zinn Bell and Ross lineup of that I that I have. Um kind of put uh, put a couple in a watch roll and and went on over there. which just fun. I'm trying to think of the standout. There was a there's always there's always lots of fun stuff there that you'll see. If you guys haven't gone to a watch me, definitely find one in, in like the closest city that you're near and, and take a trip out there. They're super casual uh, and it's, it's interesting to me because uh, of the, of the different stuff that you'll see. Like I've seen now, I saw another gold, um, the, the gold Speedmaster. Oh, so yeah. which is oh that's just an, and i held i mean to to hold on to it and to try it on it was <laughs> it is uh, you know heavy and gorgeous and, and totally not a watch for me but uh you know cool to check out someone who brought some pretty heavy duty pieces and just sort of had like nondescript it's amazing we'll have like a, a few watch rolls out a couple of watch boxes out um some of the some of the pelican case kind of deals. And it's just fascinating to see, you know, you'll see a pelican case with a bunch of, you know, like Seiko samurais and monsters. Um and then you'll have one with uh four or five vintage Rolex in it. And then you'll have one with just, you know, like a like a like a just a cool collection of whether it's uh Omega, Long et cetera. And and then someone will just pop a uh, an AP chronograph, just kind of down, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're like oh, okay, yeah, that's you know, costs more than my everything. So uh you know, it, like it's just it's super fast. It's very for me. uh Again, like it's 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 just like a car meet where you just go and you know someone will bring the Bugatti, and then someone will. You know, someone will bring a an old AE eighty six, you know. <laughs> so someone's in the Corolla that he's working on, or you know, someone's in a hypercar. So always always fascinating fun. Uh the cool piece, I'd say someone had a IWC perpetual. Oh right, yeah. Just just super gorgeous. Like their dress watch style. They have like two. They have the pilot watch style and they have the dress watch one and uh perpetual calendar, so it's got all the all the subtitles that I cannot read without glasses on, but super cool. The layout is great and uh, you know, the oh, the the owner was super excited to uh flip over to the next month for the first time and watch, you know, stay up late and watch them mo- all because they're all apparently they're all uh, a flip mechanism so like it's not it doesn't slowly turn to the next month it at midnight it it flips to the next month instantaneously because of course it does (laughs) but but from a like engineering mechanical just super cool super cool
0: that's awesome i don't know what caught my eye about this one but this hodiki wrote uh, it, it Maybe it's filler. Maybe it was a quiet day at the Houdinki
1: offices.
0: (laughs) But they wrote an article around even entry-level watches deserve a display case back. On the article, they've used an example of the new SKX, the Seiko 5, with the, I think it's, I guess it's a 4R36 movement that has a display case back. And they're arguing here that all watches deserve a case back. Uh, do you agree with that, Chris?
1: I do. I do. So so for a couple of reasons. So here here's my take. I didn't realize that there were automatic mechanical watches when I was a kid. I didn't realize that like you could wear a mechanical watch that wound itself when i was younger and then when i found out i was super interested in them again from the engineering standpoint having a display case on those on those smaller or on those uh entry level pieces i think gets people hooked into the into the the hobby
0: i don't disagree with you actually and i think it's funny that i owned a speedmaster and i was lucky enough to have one that had a display case back and at the time i bought it i didn't know that that was extremely rare for a speedmaster professional to have a transparent case back and that movement is stunning in there it is i'm not sure about some of these seikos like the 7r26 and things like that because they're undecorated
1: yeah, little little industrial, I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: they're kind of, st- you could tell that they're stamped out. But yeah. I never understood why, somebody will know this, I don't know it. But Rolex, I don't think I've ever had a display case back. It doesn't matter how expensive right. the watch is, as far right. as I'm aware. Whereas Omega now, every single watch has a I think right. every single watch in their lineup has a display case back. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, set the quartz.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting like like I, I you know I I think let it shine. So, uh, maybe the you know maybe the tech at one point, you know, but like even then, like I'm thinking like, it, you know, all the way back to like the 1950s, like when gaskets weren't you know weren't made out of synthetic everything, you know, but. But no, I, I don't think there's a reason not to. I will put it, I will file it under childlike delight. Yeah. I mean, I just, it, it doesn't matter that it's there. But I mean, the fact that it is, you will just, you know, just occasionally like I'm looking at it right now. You'll take it off. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, see the movement and the jewels and everything taken away. Um, and I mean, you want to make a, you want to make a eight-year-old's day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know show them your uh show them your mechanical watch with the big uh with the with the weight in the back that moves around when you when you swirl it around
0: i was kind of going back and forth on this where i thought every watch but you made an excellent point there it it's a great way of looking at the mechanism how also used oris as a prime example here mm-hmm. that that's right i mean the oris movements are absolutely gorgeous as well especially the, yeah, their own yeah. in-house calibers where they've put a lot of effort into embellishing yeah. not necessarily embellishing them but the layout of it even though it looks industrial it's still gorgeous
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think it's funny that um i know there's certain brands where they do a transparent case back on a quartz watch which that's right
1: yeah yeah that's that stuff yeah i mean yeah, even with uh, uh, I think there's a isn't there a isn't there a uh, Seiko that has a uh, that does a super jeweled quartz and they did a display back I think it might have been but
0: yeah I, well undone watch is def is the one oh that yeah comes springs to yeah. my mind when I think about a display yeah. case back. Uh, yeah yeah they do have a good reason
1: so yeah yeah. But yeah i mean even with all like even if it's got a bunch of jewels and you can see a bunch of the gear train it's still not as delightful as the winding motion of a you know of an automatic
0: the other movement that comes to mind that i always think about when on this subject is the s the st is it stp the the seagull 19 movement the chronograph movement Mm, that yeah it it has a lot of deficiencies it's it's not automatic it's not hacking it's only hand winding but all is forgiven when you turn that thing over right that's a good example yeah intricate it's it's it's, yep. it's definitely a watch that is stunning from the back and you right. can re- you push those buttons and
1: you can yep you see all the little cams in it and the chronograph yep and the chronograph ticked down and like and all this i mean so yeah it's you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you're like you're like oh well it's you know it's not the best and it and it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that but you flip that over and you're like you're in a little delightful world and that's you know that's okay
0: yeah, 100%. And I I like, I'm going back and forth on this, but I think I prefer a case back over a skeletonized watch. I've never fell in love with a skeletonized watch. Wait, yeah. you can see, some of the Christopher Ward Sapphire ones, I like those, but I'm not crazy about yeah. being able to see the movement from the front, I guess.
1: Yeah, it, uh, maybe, eh, maybe five, six years ago, there was like a bunch of uh, open heart stuff that they did. Uh, where they do like they would skeletonize it, or they would do they would open up open up where the balance was, and so you could see that from the front. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I've seen some better than others. Some of the uh, some of the Bell and Ross skeleton is very cool, but again, it's I don't think it's my style. <laughs> so, because cause then you're sort of uh, like you're, you uh, you I you lose not lose but you are giving away some ability some legibility and the ability to tell time with your skeleton because there's so much going on there and you just kind of look down i mean you look at a you know any of the (laughs) any of the crazy um oh who's it uh who's the uh f1 sponsor of of watch choice
0: Uh, richard mill
1: richard mill any of the richard mills i mean you you look down at those and it's it's skeleton polished i i I, you know i just uh i caught some uh, f1 over the weekend and like just you catch these guys walking around with those on and you're like are they even setting them to the right time like can you even tell (laughs) what time it is
0: well that's been uh, that's been awesome well as always guys let us know over on facebook group or join us over on the discord As always, we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks guys, bye.